So Ole Miss takes two or three from Georgia. And Mississippi State is swept by Tennessee. And home sweet home to me. Well, the Monday meltdown's back on. People are really getting restless with uh, with Mississippi State baseball. And, you know, I, it, it goes back to the same thing. They don't want to make a move, uh, but will they be forced to make a move? Mississippi State is 15 and 36. Woo! In the last two SEC seasons. Um, that's a .294 winning percentage. Just if you're doing the numbers. 15 and 36 in the last two seasons. It's really despicable. Um, Bianco and Ole Miss, they take two or three from a Georgia team that's not good. And and they now they've got Missouri, who's not good. Hello. So, you know, can Ole Miss scratch and claw their way back into some kind of... Uh, well, first of all, they look really good leapfrogging two of the teams, including one being Mississippi State, to get in the SEC tournament. Now, you know, we'll we'll see how that looks as far as down the stretch. Um, they go to Missouri, Auburn at home, at Bama. To Missouri, Auburn at home, at Bama. Uh, Bama's 9-12. Boy, it was a good year just to be pretty good, wasn't it? For, for Mississippi State and Ole Miss, look at the West. I mean, it was a good year to win 13 or 14 games and and get in a regional on the road and smoke somebody because just college baseball is still going through, I guess, working through COVID and things and the transfer portal. Uh, you know, over on the east side, eh, you know, we got some teams. We feel like Vandy, South Carolina, and Florida. Um. And we'll see what happens with Tony Vitello in Tennessee. You know, um, what do you make of of the way that Tennessee flaunts it, gets in your face, all that? Do you do you do you like it? Do you not like it? Let, let's throw out the Ag Up Equipment text line. Ag Up Equipment text line six zero one eight eight five three seven seven six. What's your reaction from the weekend? The NFL draft and all the Mississippi guys that were drafted or signed as free agents. Ole Miss taking two of three from Georgia. Bang, bang, play at the plate. Catcher drops the ball. And Ole Miss wins. You don't see many of those plays anymore. in no. College or MLB. Really don't. Not a lot of collision plays. No. Um, and then Mississippi State is swept by Tennessee. Um, and, and things just, you know, they pitched it as poorly as you could pitch it. They just, it it was a disaster and they really don't have any options. So I think the question is, can you really flip the, the roster in July to the tune of what? 10 pitchers, you know, combination of, of starting setup guys and, and closers. I don't, I don't know. Will you, have, will you have any NIL money? You know, there, there's all sorts of moving parts here with Chris Lamonis. 
less than two years removed from a national championship. Uh, he was at the pinnacle. And now, yeah, and do they want to, do they want to, they've got it, but do they want to spend $5 million to, you know, shuffle everybody out and around and bring on a new group of people on, you know, on the payroll? I mean, you know, new head coach, new hitting coach slash recruiter, new pitching coach slash recruiter. Now the third assistant, you know, then you've got the director of baseball ops. This thing goes on and on, as y'all know. So that's several million dollars to cut the cord. And then you add a bunch of people immediately on salary. There's not many businesses that do that. No. Just wipe out, you know, and then... That's a heavy expenditure. Yeah, yeah. And people want Lamonis to make it, but wanting Lamonis to make it and being, a first and foremost, the name on the front of the jersey. 15 and 36. What's crazy is the level of success he had in his first three. We'll take the COVID season out. So the first three seasons compared to what he's done this year or the last two years, it's incredible. Like the highs compared to the lows are, it it doesn't make sense. It's an illogical transition. It is. To be, first off, to have that good of a start to your career at Mississippi State and then also to have that poorly a response afterwards. Yeah. It's truly remarkable. It's all, it's Twilight Zone level. What's your reaction? The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, our SEC insider hit this morning on Mondays, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home. Bundle your auto and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent powered by favorites.com. They'll take care of you with excellent customer service powered by Farm Bureau Insurance. So, wild weekend in football as, uh, boy, people were all over the place on Dallas's draft, the Cowboys. It's so funny. Now, as I was reading through, a lot of people were on the same page with, like, the Eagles. Mm. You could find, like, you could go through and uh, these guys that we referenced, you could find like six guys that had the Eagles in the top three or four. Yeah, I think that's fair. They you had, know, they had a good draft. Even if they don't pan out, they took the appropriate players with the appropriate picks, given what the situation was. So yeah, you can't always guarantee they'll work, but no. they took the right shots. Um, the Cowboys people were all over the place as far as you know, even on Mozzie, who you re- referenced earlier. Yeah, Mazzie Out of Smith, Michigan. Defensive tackle, yeah. Uh, you know, First round I, I think everybody likes him, but people are like, uh, you know, what What else could you have done Well, there? it's not flashy. It's yeah. not the... We all... So we talk about the hope of the NFL draft. One of the things that gives us immeasurable hope as a fan base... Ooh, you is talking hope. ...is glitter and glamour, okay? I, it's not just Ole Miss that likes it, I promise. Oh, the Cowboys... Everybody lo- likes it. Well... But the Cowboys love the glitz and, yeah. and glamour. Well, they're front, I, I'm not even talking about front office. I'm saying the, every fan base wants that pick. Some front offices understand you don't make that pick, and some do, right? Like, the Cowboys fall for the glitz and glamour as a front office consistently have. Um, other franchise, The Steelers have not been that type of franchise, right? So, for me, Mozzie Smith isn't glitz and glamour, right? He's, he's not. You know, picking... picking I don't know. Tight, His name's awesome. The, that is true. 
picking a, a a tight end late, picking picking guys like that isn't necessarily glitz and glamour. You know, it's not a CD Lamb up at the front of the draft. It's not that type of where you go. Zeke. Oh, it's an amazing offensive skill player, or it's like you know the next um, Chris Jones, you know Miles Garrett, whatever you want to call it, somebody like that. That's that's the exciting fun pick. It's not you know picking picking AJ Brown is the exciting fun pick. That's not picking a defensive yeah. tackle isn't exciting and fun. Right. Right, but it's still not a bad pick at twenty six. The rest of the draft, not as good. Well, there was a lot of questions about that, and uh, how many Michigan players were they going to take? So, how um, many Michigan players? Well, I thought it was funny what they were saying going into the third round. Yeah. I, I, I was cracking up on that. Um, That's good. When when you look at you know who did what and where. I guess the big problem for Dallas is that Howie Roseman looks... Well, he doesn't look. Again, not all the guys he he picked are going to pan out, but they've been on a roll. Yeah. The Eagles have been on a roll, and it looks like the Giants are getting better. And That's not good. So, And Ron Rivera, even though Washington doesn't believe in quarterbacks, they they have the ability to to not go 2-15. Yeah. They like to win, you know, seven to nine games. And they're they're feisty as you know what. So um all three three of those four teams made the playoffs. Uh you'd rather be in the AFC South, the NFC South, but you're not. Because the Giants don't ever stay gone long. And the Eagles have what what did what were we talking about last? They have seven NFC championships Ooh. since uh Dallas went to their last NFC championship. And the Giants have two Super Bowls. And the Eagles have one Super Bowl and play for another one. So that that's the division you're in. And the commitment in a city where it's cold and everybody's stacked on top of each other, there's just something about Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, New York, and now Boston since 2001 when, when Belichick got in there and, and got it rolling. Uh, but the Eagles, I think Andy Reid went to five NFC championships. I could be wrong there. And then before heading to the Chiefs, and then they've gone to two recently, winning a Super Bowl and mm. losing a Super Bowl. The Giants have two Super Bowls in the 2000s and went to three Super Bowls. That's all since Dallas has gone to an NFC championship game, much less a Super Bowl. So just kind of think about that when you're talking about the NFC East. Now, Blake mentioned <laughs> earlier that Emmanuel Forbes is going to make almost $16 million from Mississippi State. And Grenada as the Washington Commanders first round pick. And Jonathan Mingo's gonna make eight point eight million as he'll head to the Carolina Panthers with who? Bryce Young and Matt Corral. Dual QB setup in Carolina. And so like people it. are giving me a hard time on the agup.com text line about uh Hey Bo, do you think Matt Corral's gonna beat out Bryce Young? Well, as much as I like Corral's game and think it fits the new NFL, and I think that's proven, no. I don't think Matt Corral. Now, that these things all played out, and what played out in the offseason, and by Carolina getting that pick, I don't believe that, that Matt Corral <laughs> is going to beat out Bryce Young. And yes, I do believe on the Thursday after Labor Day that Bryce Young is going to start for the Carolina Panthers. Now, will Jonathan Mingo... You would think so, that he'll be like wide receiver three. Um, great opportunity there for him, um, especially if he can get things rolling. 
He's going he's gonna to get some unbelievable coaching and tutelage. I mean, I'm talking about specialized one-on-one stuff because at the NFL, you have six wide receivers coaches. <laughs> and uh, Derek Nix is fantastic, but you only have a certain amount of time to work with guys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense, by the way. I expect that to change in the next five to six years. You're going to see a lot more OTAs. That's what Arnett Lane Kiffin would rather have rather than spring practice. Um, I do think that we'll go to an OTA format in college football, as we should, especially now that the players are getting paid. Um, and you can actually tie that in to their NIL deal. It'll look totally different in just three or four to five years. So get ready. And I think Arnett and Kiffin would rather have a big weekend of people coming in on Thursday afternoon and going heavy until Saturday afternoon and then releasing them and then you know waiting another week or so, Blake, and then doing another big OTA. 100%. And having as many hours as you want at every single position the fact to teach them the, the skill set necessary to be a little bit better. The fact that we continue to update everything but the rules around college football's practicing and, and that kind of thing is hilarious. It's the most antiquated system. We, we've updated game style and flow and game rules and even recruiting stuff and NIL, but we still run our practice programs like it's archaic. Right now... Matt Krause listed as the third string QB potentially behind Bryce Young and then Andy Dalton, who are on the roster in Carolina. Um, and then Jonathan Mingo is a projected fourth receiver, um, which is a great spot to be as a rookie. Heck yeah. So do I think on the agup.com text line, do I think Baltimore made the right choice with Lamar Jackson? Absolutely. Lamar Lamar is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He can win. Um, his postseason games have not been good. Um, he needs to get healthy, but when he is healthy, he is dangerous. He's gotten better from the pocket, but we know how dangerous he is with his legs. And yeah, you, you want to keep somebody like that, right? Yeah. You're referencing the fact that the Ravens signed him to a five year, $260 million deal instead of trading him. Yeah. Let's switch gears back to Lamonis in Mississippi State. Um, Nick on the agup.com text line said, Lamonis has the number four high school class coming in. That plus the freshman is why you got to keep him. But Fox Hall sh- should be at Scuba. <laughs> scuba. The bald guy says Lamonis was playing with other coaches' talent. I'm not happy. Okay. Um, Grizz says, I'm a Tennessee volunteer alum, so I haven't watched Mississippi State baseball this year. My immediate reaction to what you said is the pitching is nowhere on that. There's no pitching on that team. Yeah. The irony is as poor as their starters in theory stack up, the starting pitching is actually giving you more opportunities to win than it would look like. Uh, The bullpen's been non-existent. Let me ask you this question. Because what if I Tennessee's going to make a run, get hot, and, and absolutely, and be a a piece of the puzzle? And by the way, don't sleep on Blake Florida. No, I never do. Um, it looks like O'Sully Sullivan could have his his some mojo back. Blake, they have like thirty eight draft picks a year. So yeah, I'm. I, I have no doubt. Let me ask you this question: and, and when, it, If they hold, they're going to be in Gainesville. Yes. For the regional yes. and the super regional. Yes. I think it's better that Tennessee might be on the road for a super regional um, with all the pressure of last year's kind of perfect team. Uh, so well, That or, and, and Batello, 
I don't know. They play so well at home. Outside of they're that, they're one in nine on the road in conference. Yeah, play, I was about to say not- they're 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 his stats the last two seasons. His numbers at home are insane. Yeah, except for when they got to the super regional, and then that was like. I think it was yeah. because his Lamborghini was messed up. <laughs> and couldn't. as long as his Lambo is Could, running... Couldn't get the practice? He's good. Let me ask you this question. When Mike Bianco was flirting with LSU and Ole Miss fans thought, hey, the writing's on the wall. Bianco's gone. We're going to not even make the postseason this year. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Last season. There was a lot of discussion about, oh, well, you do, you go just get Dan McDonald. You just, you just go get Dan McDonald. Or you go get uh, Cliff Godwin, right? And it's just a no-brainer. You just go get him. Well, I'm... He, and he would never. They, those guys would never say no. They're just going to come. We heard that all last year from Ole Miss fans. This year, we're hearing a similar kind of story from Mississippi State fans. I've heard, you know, you just go get X, Y, Z. Just go get him. Just go get him. What are your thoughts when you hear a state fan say, "Hey, you got to fire Chris Lamonis, and you just go get someone like Dave Van Horn. You just, oh, you just tell him, come win your first natty. Just come on. Just go get Dave. What do you say to state fans who say, oh, you just go get a big-name coach in baseball? Well, I hit this last week. That's not how it works outside of Jay Johnson moving from Arizona at LSU. Nobody knew who O'Sullivan was. He was an assistant at Clemson. Nobody knew who Bianco was. He was the head coach at McNeese State. Nobody knew who Tim Corbin was. He's an assistant at Clemson. And Auburn fans didn't know who Butch Thompson was. He was an assistant at Mississippi State. And I could go on and on. So it just doesn't work like that in college baseball. Let's switch gears back to Emmanuel Forbes' first-round pick out of Mississippi State and um, a TV station in the Washington Metroplex uh, caught up with who? Fred Smoot, who was second-round corner pick in 2001 for the Washington Redskins, now Commanders. And this is what Fred Smoot had to say about Grenada's own Emmanuel Forbes. All right, my man, the one and only Fred Smoot. Yeah. Um... Your thoughts on Emmanuel Forbes? You know, how, you know how I feel about that. This is what I believe in. Because uh-huh. uh, I'm from the South. Yeah. And if you go get good ingredients and you go to a great grocery store, usually the dinner is good. And Mississippi State ain't never let never let this franchise die. From Preston Smith, I can keep I can keep going with guys. Sweat. It just you go back to a well that's good to you. And right now they got a super lo- loaded, ten times better version of myself. Right? Really? He's, he's a better version of you. He's 172 pounds. I was 173. Huh? He's longer than me. He's taller than me. He's a step faster than me. Mm-hmm. So what does that make for me? If I gave him some good years, he can give you some good times. All right? It's a different. So, so, but when I covered you, I can hardly understand what you said. And you can only understand him. I am his translator. Like, I'm here for the first two years. We can't understand what the Mississippi State guy is saying. It's that southern draw, but I can't. If we're talking slowly, you need to listen slow. Got you. All right, come on. You're a grown man. (laughs) You're a grown man. You understand it. I got him. Don't worry about it. If you want to know what he's saying, just ask me. Well, seriously, uh, do you like what they did? I'm going after defense the first couple of years. I love it because if you want to maximize defense, we got a front. But we've never matched the front in the back end. To dominate, you have to match the front in the back end. They took their strong suit and say, how can we make it the complete pinnacle? And that's what they did. They got younger, they got stronger, they got faster, they got better ball skills. I love Smoot. <laughs> I love Smoot. Guy giving him a hard time. He's like, dude, I- I'm Fred Smoot. And Emmanuel Forbes is better than me. And guess what? Smoot's right. Yeah. And Smoot was a heck of a football player at Provine Hines MSU and went on to play some really good years, as y'all know, with Washington and Minnesota. But Forbes, and when he says he's a step, think about in the, in the NFL. 
if you're a step faster, what that means. And Forbes can fly, guys. And he's got the length. And uh, he'll put on a few pounds. He'll get to eat all he wants in Washington. Um, Man, look, it is like a five-star restaurant in these facilities. You order whatever you want and how much you want. And they'll put a nutritionist on him. And they'll have a, actually, they already have a plan. So that's, that's all good. Um, all right, Blake, we, uh, we have Ron Fowler. Oh, roll tide, Ron Fowler coming up at eight 30. Talk a little NFL draft. And what do you think, you know, when you look at 11.3 million people watched the first round of the draft, I want y'all to put the, you know, put this in perspective. 11.3 million people watched the NFL draft and they watched, and I did too, Roger Goodell read names off of a card. Yep. Okay, that trumps the Daytona 500, huh? the Indy 500, the Stanley Cup Final, World Series, Game 2 and 3, Wimbledon, French Open, Australian Open, U.S. Open, PGA Championship, and British Open. 11.3 million people watched Roger Goodell read names off a card. Non-sporting sporting event. Okay. It's incredible. It's like reality TV, I guess, is the closest thing to it. I mean, it, there's a little bit of drama, a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of mystery. There's always some upset picks. You just never know. The Texans trading back up. I mean, when was the last time any of you remember an NFL team picking second and third in the draft? I don't ever I mean, <laughs> Andrew Brandt, crazy. who used to be in the front office of the Packers, made fun of the Texans. So did Steve Palzolo. We I texted him Saturday because his stuff was great. I was like, hey, man, you did an awesome job. He was like, yeah. And, I, and he was like, how about those Texans, though? Brutal. I was like, yeah, it's bad. Does Chris Lamonis need to go 2-10 down the stretch? And that, that I can't believe I'm even saying that. But considering he's got Arkansas, Florida, and A&M, does Lamonis have to go at least two and ten to keep his job? And if he goes over, will you have a coaching search in Starville, Mississippi for the I feel like eighth time since Pat McMahon left to go to Florida after the two thousand one season? It'd be your fourth Ag, head coach since seventeen. Agup.com text line six oh one eight eight. Five three seven seven six. We also want to hear from you on the Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors Caller Line. Driven by your next Easy Go Golf Car. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors Caller Line. 601-707-3750. Oh, I, I can't wait to get into Earl's text. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors Caller Line, 601-707-3750. Roll Tide Ryan Fowler at 830. Mississippi State swept by Tennessee. What do they have to do down the stretch for Lamonis and Gotro to return in 2024? The SEC Insider hit this morning was brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. 